This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Scott, it's a simple question. Two preseason games in. Are the Raiders good? It, it, that's the million-dollar question. I think that if you – there are they better? Absolutely. I think you have to look at a couple things. One is people will dismiss it because it's preseason. The Raiders were undefeated in preseason last year, and we saw what happened. They went 6-11, and 11, uh, blew massive leads in the second half, primarily in my belief due to coaching – a lack of talent, too, of course. But um, I think if you look at what they're doing now, they're executing. So so taking out the competition, taking out that the scores don't matter, the games aren't – they don't matter from a win-loss perspective. But if you watch what they're doing fundamentally, it's very encouraging because they are executing. It seems like last year – there was a lot of disconnect with Josh McDaniel and his system. Patrick Graham's defense, there was a lot of communications issues. Guys weren't where they were supposed to be. This preseason, we've seen a much smoother operation. So maybe it's all starting to click a bit. What that equates to wins and losses in the regular season, hard to say. I picked them to win seven games, um, mm. and I'm going to stick with that until they can get past that early season juggernaut of a schedule. Uh, but they could turn in some believers. I know some national guys, Colin Coward, these guys are talking about, hey, uh, even Rich Gannon went on yesterday and put a video and said he could see them winning 12 games. I'm like, wow, I don't think so. But <laughs> I think it shows you fundamentally this team just it, – it's different from a leadership perspective. It's different from a fundamental perspective. Is that what we got to? Seven games? When we went through the schedule, yeah. was it like six or seven? Well, see, I, I, it was hard to say yes or no to a couple of games. Was, yeah. Damn, like I'm going to say they're going to win yeah. that game. But it all came from, Scott, like USA Today, did. you probably saw it, had them winning three games. I said, come on, man. This, is, this isn't this yeah. is a three-win team. Mm-hmm. Like they got to settle down with all that. Mm-hmm. But the schedule was kind of tough. Like we went, you know, game for game was like win or loss. And, you know, just it was hard to just say, yeah, they're going to win this game. But I don't think they're winning – uh, three games. I think this is a six, seven win team, you know, maybe even more if some things go right. Yeah. And listen, Jimmy Garoppolo, if he stays healthy and he performs well, there's a lot of chatter that he is really fired up and that he's good. But again, the issue's always been staying on the field. Mm-hmm. So I think if Jimmy G goes out and has a great season, I mean, look at the offensive weapons he has now, right? Even adding in a rookie like Michael Mayer at tight end to replace Darren Waller, who's doing well in New York now. I mean, you look at what they have. The offensive line has played much, much better this uh, this preseason as well, too. So offense isn't the problem. It's the defense. Can the defense put it together. They've been awful for years, but they they, they definitely appear better on all three levels, mm. but um, that's that's preseason. you got to see what it's like when they're going against high-powered offenses like Patrick Mahomes, yeah. uh, the Chargers, and Justin Herbert, and all that. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned the offense not, not, not being a problem. Got our first look at 
Jimmy Garoppolo as, as the Raiders quarterback. What were your uh, thoughts on his performance this week? And were you surprised that he played? Uh, I was not surprised that he played. I think especially coming off that foot surgery, they needed to get him out there. I mean, listen, I don't care what you do for a living. You guys doing your show, if you're gone. I mean, uh, D'Lo, you were, you were on vacation, right? You came back. Um, and, you know, it's good to get back on the field. It's good to get back out there after sure. you've been off a while. Uh, and it helps you. And I think for him to see some game speed and to get out there with a new team, right? He's got new all new team members. And so he's got to get out there and, and start to do this and get behind that line in some live action. It was good. Uh, but he looked great. Uh, you know, the one drive he played. And then, of course, the big story again. I know it's a backup quarterback. He's nothing else than a backup quarterback. Just just let me say for that. Sure. But it, the Aiden you're, O'Connell you're, story. You're 100 percent on that. Yeah, absolutely. OK, he is. He's the backup quarterback. Now, listen. Definitely my next a, question. That was definitely okay, my next go. question. So I, I ruined your question for you. But but look, Aiden O'Connell, he's won the number two job. Brian Hoyer can, can retire and become a coach, mm-hmm. or he can try to hook on somewhere because there are some teams who have no quarterbacks. Uh, but I think that you look at Aiden O'Connell, what he's able to do, he's going to take time. Now, again, a lot of people criticizing it. Vanilla defense, it's preseason. doesn't matter. We got some veteran. Did you see Russell Wilson play against mm-hmm. – Pretty vanilla defenses. How did he do? Okay, so they're all playing against that stuff. It's not indicative of a guy who's going to come out and be the next great quarterback in the NFL, but he has shown some stuff. If you watch the film, I suggest you watch Quarterback School on YouTube. Guy does great, great breakdowns. And Aiden O'Connell, man, he's making great decisions in very key split moment decisions in games. doesn't matter who you're playing. That's what you're looking for. You're not necessarily looking for the result. Mm-hmm. You're looking for what is he doing on the field and processing at the position of quarterback, mm-hmm. and the kid is blowing it away. So we'll see if he could do it. Jimmy G, does he play every game? Probably not. So he might get a chance to start in the regular season, and then we'll get a better sense for where he's at. And it, maybe the Raiders, for once, drafted a quarterback that might work out long term. Mm. You know, I had we had this conversation yesterday about the Raiders and um, I think we talked about it before, Scott, about you know just people in general being down on Josh McDaniels. And I'm not necessarily high on McDaniels. But what I did say yesterday was I'm not at the spot with him yet to, to say he's the reason why a team can't be successful. You know, where people, for for argument's sake, will look at this roster and be like, man, they got a good roster. You know, they got some good ballplayers here and there, but psh, they got Josh McDaniels. He never went in with him, right? Like, I'm not there yet. I'm close. What did you say yesterday? You got uh, there's 11 people on the jury that have uh, selected that. Yeah. They're still waiting for one. I'm well, probably there. Out. Like, I got 11 people, but I'm not fully there to say he isn't a bad coach. What's your thought about Josh McDaniels? As a head coach. Well, well, it's interesting. I mean, last year, I think part of the reason, I mean, th- that team last year should have won nine games. I mean, there's no question. I mean, you blow three massively huge in the NFL standard uh, games in the second half, the game against Arizona. I mean, I don't even need to go into that because Raider fans will ha- have an epileptic fit if they if they hear that game. Uh, but so so they blew three games, a lot of it due to coaching, a lot of it due to game game execution, time management, and really just whatever coaches are able to do to keep their team moving and rolling. They pulled back offensively at times when they had big leads. They didn't go for that jugular, which is very anti-Bill Belichick, which is strange because mm. that's where Josh McDaniels mm. came from. Mm. So, so look, yeah, the jury is still out. And I've been saying it all offseason on our show that um, I don't think he gets fired this year, no matter what the Raiders do, unless he loses the locker room and you get a lot of what you had last year. There's got to be market improvement 
here for Josh McDaniels from a coaching perspective and from a team perspective, even if they win seven games, if they win in seven games, they're playing hard, they're executing, and they're just getting beat because they're not as talented enough mm-hmm. to, to compete in the division, fine. But I think most people are where you're at, KC, is the fact that, look, he's got a lot to prove. And just look at the betting line on wins, mm. okay? Look at the betting line on early games, and you'll see – that the money also doesn't like Josh McDaniels and they're not real confident in him yet. Yeah. Uh, Scott, you were confident last week uh, when you said Josh Jacobs uh, will be in uniform week number one. Uh, some news that we got out uh, over the last couple of days seems to be your, your, your thoughts on that situation with Josh Jacobs seem to be 100% accurate as it appears his return to the Las Vegas Raiders is imminent. We got news yesterday that the Indianapolis Colts have uh, allowed Jonathan Taylor to seek uh, a trade. We'll talk about that more later because this this smells like the Lamar Jackson mm. thing to me. But any chance what's going on with uh, the Colts and Jonathan Taylor does that have any effect on on the Raiders and Josh Jacobs moving forward? Uh, the only effect I think it would have because listen, I mean, remember from the contract situation because of the CBA, Josh Jacobs, all he can do is play on the tag this year. There's mm-hmm. there's no. Yes, they can. They can't even talk about a new contract yet. By the mm. way, they can do a little bit of what you saw with Saquon Barkley and move money up. There's some adjustments that they can make. They can also add incentives. That's something they can do. So if Jonathan Taylor gets traded somewhere, and the new team uh, gives him some sort of incentive and deals, that could impact what Josh Jacobs is looking for. But I still think the young guy gets in there. I mean, they need him. You watch this team as as well as they've done in the preseason with a grain of salt. Uh, you can tell from the running game, they got to have him. Like, yeah. Zamir White's a good yep. number two running back, but he's no Josh Jacobs. He's not your bell cow back. Right. So they need him in there. And I think Josh Jacobs realizes that. I know there's some hurt feelings there, but but he's a pro. And I know that the people who advise him are going to say, hey, look, $10 million on the table, man. Let's get in there. But the Jonathan Taylor thing is interesting. That That's a whole different level of drama. But, hey, it's Jim Irsay, so what do you expect, right? Mm-hmm. The guy... The guy's the kind of guy who goes to the family picnic and drops his pants because he wants to be comfortable, right? So wow. that's just that guy, the way the guy is. So, so we're gonna we're gonna see what happens there. But they, it could impact a little bit. But overall, I think we're still looking at at Josh being there week coming in that weekend before week one and being ready uh, for their first regular season game. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending. Determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Scott Gobranson, our guy from Silver and Black today, hanging out with us for a little bit. Um, Scott, is there anybody, you know, in this second preseason game that it's kind of jumped out to you. We talked about obviously the backup quarterback spot, but anywhere else on the defensive line, on the in the secondary, any receiver, anything yeah. that's kind of you know stepped up his game and, and played well in these first two preseason games. Yeah, there's a bunch of guys, uh, and I'll start on the defense because I think the defense up front has been a real bright spot for this team for once as we've gone through camp and through the preseason. Malcolm Kuntz, the defensive end. He his third year, it just seems like everything is clicking for this kid. Um, he got off the ball very quickly the entire game. And so I think his 
he's solidifying a role as a rotational pass rusher there. Obviously, you have Max Crosby, um, and you have Tyree Wilson, who they drafted. You have Chandler Jones, who I think will have a resurgent year this year, uh, and they really need Chandler Jones to have a resurgent year, especially early in the season until Wilson can get up to speed. So so I was real impressed with, with Malcolm Kuntz there up front. Also, from a, uh, a linebacker position, you have Adam Butler, you have uh, Drake, Drake um, Thomas, excuse me, Drake, Drake Thomas, the rookie coming in at linebacker. And the Raiders linebacking core is pretty weak. Okay, it's not bad, but it's also not great. Mm-hmm. And so I think getting some some good play out of Butler, out of Thomas was a really great thing for this Raider team. And they stuck out on me. And then on the offensive side, DeAndre Carter, the wide receiver. Now, I don't think he's going to be uh, when you get to that wide receiver room, it's so packed right with who you got there Mm -hmm. that you better show out on special teams if you want to make it and you're the fourth fifth sixth wide receiver on this team and i think deandre carter almost had a punt return go back to the house uh on on saturday but stepped out of bounds so so i think he's he's impressed as well so there's guys all over the place which is a good sign um but the defense to me has been the other story here for the raiders yeah you talked about the linebackers i like the way the secondary's been playing i like the way the cornerbacks have been playing um the uh the the fourth round pick uh bennett, Jacorian bennett. yeah Jacorian I, I, they, bennett, they yeah. had a they, they have a they have a good mixture of you know obviously marcus peters is now they have a good mixture of like vets and 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 young guys there to where this yeah. this secondary could could amount to something Absolutely. I, it's good you say that. Jacorian Bennett did not play Saturday because he's a little banged up. But I think he's got, as long as he's healthy, I think he's got that other outside position opposite Peters locked up. And then you have Nate Hobbs, the second-year kid out of Illinois, who had a great year last year. He is uh, going to uh, probably play in that slot position, too. So you're right. That room got crowded, but in a good way. You have that mix of veterans and that mix of young kids. And again, they're taking to Patrick Graham's system which has been uh, phenomenal because last year uh the, the jury was a little bit out on patrick graham and what he was going to be able to do as defensive coordinator but it all seems to be clicking for that unit uh still deficient a little bit in talent throughout all three levels but i think that you're right i think that that room's playing really well and they're going to have a great competition here the last week to see who makes it what you guys looking for in this uh final preseason game well, I think solidifying the offensive line, the offensive line, the rotation that they've seen. You have uh, Thayer Munford, the second round, uh, seventh round pick uh, from last year, who's played really, really well. He's playing, been playing a lot at right tackle. I think Jermaine Illuminor has that position locked up. They put Illuminor at left tackle with Colton Miller, obviously the starter not playing. So they're rotating guys in. And last year, the Raiders had an eight-man rotation or eight-man uh, offensive line. They had the five starters plus three subs. So if you're the th- th- three guys sitting on the bench, you got to be able to learn to play a couple positions. So I think Munford's going to be that guy. I think Greg Van Routen, who they brought in from the Jets as a free agent last year, is going to win at that right guard position. So I think that offensive line is going to be great. They played really well the second half of last season. And, you know, with, with, with Jimmy Garoppolo back there, you want to protect him as much as possible. So that's been really encouraging. I want to see how they do that. I want to see also if they, if they play Jimmy again and see how he looks the second time around. But I think the competition at cornerback is going to be hot and heavy as well as that, that, that competition inside for defense mm-hmm. uh, and what you're going to be able to do in there and see some of those guys trying to make, make the cut. Uh, so, so we'll be looking at linebackers, wide receivers, front defensive front, and I think wide receivers too. To uh, to see who's going to scrap for those last spots. 
Just beat the hell out of the Broncos when Week One rolls around. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why. I, 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 this thing with Sean Sean Payton yeah, Sean really Payton. Sean get, Payton's get, really get bothered me here. this offseason. Now I'm just here. I like Russell Wilson. You know, I don't like Sean Payton. You know, and I thought I thought Russ would have a a, a little bit of a comeback season. We'll mm-hmm. see um, because you know sometimes as much as I love the guy, sometimes it just it just falls off on you. Like you just you age quickly and and stuff happens. Yeah. He hasn't been able to run like he has in the past. But I agree with you, and I'm not just saying this to pander to my Raiders listeners, but I think the Broncos are so far overrated because of Sean Payton's presence. It's not even funny. Mm -hmm. The fact that they're picking them to make the playoffs, some of these people, I'm like, what are you talking, are you crazy? So so I'm I'm with you there, uh, D'Lo. I don't don't think they're going to be as good as anybody thinks. I think the Raiders will finish ahead of them. Mm. Like that. I like that. Mm. Uh, Scott, always a pleasure, man. (laughs) We appreciate you. Thanks for jumping on with us talking Raiders football. Always fun, guys. I appreciate it and take care.